Who is Jesus? What is it all about? We've already heard so many of his names, so many of his titles in the readings and the carols. We've heard that he's Messiah. We've heard that he's the King. We've heard that he's the Lord. That he's a light revealing God to the nations. We've heard that he's Emmanuel, which means God with us. We've heard that he's the saviour of the world. But who do you say that he is? This is a crucial question for all of us and it needs to be taken very seriously. You see, your response to this question will determine not only your values and your lifestyle, but your eternal destiny. This question was first considered by Jesus' disciples just over 2,000 years ago. They, along with many other people, had all seen the amazing miracles that Jesus performed. They heard his teaching and the claims that he made about himself, but even they had to make up their minds about who he really was. Luke records a conversation that took place between Jesus and his disciples on this very question. And it goes like this. One day, Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. And only his disciples were with him. And they asked him, who do people say that I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah and others say that you're one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. And then he asked them, he said, but who do you say that I am? And only Peter replied, and this is what he said, you are the Messiah sent from God. A revelation, Jesus said. This was a revelation that could only have been given to him by the father himself. And today is that opportunity for you too. Taking some time out from the crowds in Solihull High Street, the stress and the busy preparations of Christmas. I want to ask you to consider this question. Who is this baby in a manger? Who did he become and who is he now to you? As I just read, the people in the community Jesus moved around in were obviously confused about his identity. Some people, it seems, thought that Jesus was some kind of great moral teacher. They called him John the Baptist, like John the Baptist, who called everybody back to God to repent and stop sinning or else. Other people thought, well, no, he's this miracle worker. He does these amazing miracles, so he must be Elijah. He's a kind of Elijah. He did amazing things like control the weather. He called down fire from heaven and he fed the hungry miraculously. Or perhaps others thought he was a great prophet risen from the dead, sent from God to tell us what we're doing wrong and to warn us about future calamity if we don't start doing right. But who do you say I am? Jesus said. Peter answered, you are the Messiah, meaning the Christ, the anointed one of God, the saviour, the one who came to restore us to a right relationship with God. Now, there was all sorts of confusion about this particular title amongst the Jewish people, Messiah. And so Jesus didn't often use it of himself, and he asked his disciples not to tell anybody about it just in case it was misunderstood. 
You see, at this time, Israel had been invaded by Rome, who oppressed the people, took their money, and made slaves of them. And so the kind of Messiah that the Jewish people wanted was very much a political or even a military one. Nothing much has changed, has it? When you look around the world today, it's the same where violence and war is seen as the only solution to further man's aims and objectives. A saviour in the form of military might and superiority is still what the world craves. Not somebody who forgives people, somebody who heals them, somebody who preaches peace and shows love to people. See, Jesus was not the kind of Messiah that people were looking for then, and neither is he today. The ability, you see, to see the Savior, the Savior of mankind that God has sent, requires a supernatural revelation, which Peter, in that moment, had from God, where he says, you are the Christ. Who is this Jesus? We can only see who he is when God begins to show us. And so how does God show us? How does God show us who Jesus is? Well, it can be a a flash of revelation, a kind of eureka moment which comes suddenly, which seems to be the case for Peter in this passage that I've read. And this does still happen today. But for many people, it seems to be a process or a series of steps a bit like this. Let me just tell you. This is how it starts for many people. Firstly, that God shows them what is wrong. I mean, there are all kinds of things that are wrong, aren't there? There's all kinds of things that are wrong with the world, are wrong with mankind, ultimately wrong with ourselves. I mean, has this ever impacted you? You know, as you hear the news from your TV screens, as another person needlessly dies, as another country is in famine, as another natural disaster takes place, something is wrong, very wrong with the world, very wrong in the hearts of men. All around us, you see, we see the consequences of what is wrong. Well, Jesus came to write that which was wrong. Secondly, God shows us that we all need to be saved. Saved from these consequences. Saved from what is wrong, and especially our own wrong, which the Bible calls sin. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen this, or if you've ever looked at a situation, and and perhaps even heard somebody else's story, and even been repulsed by it, but... Then in the quietness of your own heart, you know, you know that if things had been different, that could have been me. That could have been me. And you just have this awareness within you of your own potential for doing wrong, even for evil. And this is how you begin to see that there is something wrong in each one of us and we all need to be saved. The Bible calls this the consequences of sin. And then thirdly, God shows us that Jesus is the only one who can save us. You know, the angel who came on that Christmas, in that Christmas story says that his arrival is good news and that it means peace on earth to all men. And when you look around, you can see very little evidence of peace, but this will come. 
Now one day the Bible teaches us there will be peace on the earth when Jesus returns to finish the work that he started. The peace that we can all know today though is firstly in our relationship with God. We can find peace with God. We we don't have to be distant from him. We don't have to live with guilt any longer. We no longer have to live feeling empty inside. It's the peace of knowing that our sins are forgiven. That we are secure in the knowledge that when we die, as one day every one of us will, that we will have a place with God in heaven. Do you need some peace this Christmas? Well, who is Jesus? Well, in a nutshell, Jesus is God in the form of a man who came to seek and save every one of us who is lost. To restore us to himself, to be found by him. Do you ever feel lost? Do you ever feel lost in the world, you know, wondering what it's all about? Why are we here? Well, Jesus came to find you. Not only that, but to save you because we all need a saviour. The truth is that every one of us who is alive today must at some point answer this crucial question. I've asked this question about who Jesus is. And we all need to make that decision about who he is. What's your answer? Now, perhaps as I've been speaking, you can see that God has been showing you some things. You've seen those three steps I talked about. You've been seeing something of what's wrong with the world and or what's wrong inside of us. What's wrong in the hearts of men as you've been looking around the world in your life and in your circumstances. See, we need to know who Jesus is. Because when we know him, we can live with the benefit of all that he came to do for us and in us. Do you need to know peace this Christmas? There's some unanswered questions. We can have peace with God. Let me just conclude. You see, the Bible tells us who Jesus is. He is the son of the living God. He's the holy one. He's the savior of the world. The only one that we must worship because he alone is God. So who do you say that Jesus is? That's the inescapable question. He alone can save and free you from the power of all that is wrong in your life. He alone can change you, restore you and bring you into relationship with God. And this question is one of the most important things that you will ever have to consider. Because this question lasts for eternity. So I want to urge you this Christmas, in this serious moment, to take this question very seriously. To change your mind if you need to. And come to believe in Jesus Christ as your saviour. Amen.